Good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star as we kick off 2024 together for all of you in this room and all standing along the walls here in the back, all of you in the theater, up in the chapel. I know we got a great crowd up there and all of you watching online. We're so glad you are here. How many of y'all are excited about 2024? You excited? That's great, all right, y'all are awesome, y'all are amazing. Hopefully, you're a little more excited than that. How many of y'all are ready for the uh, national championship game? Any Michigan fans in the room? All right, there's, there's four. All right, any, uh, any Husky fans? Y'all don't know what to do with the dogs down in it, do you? You don't know what to do. Welcome to the Georgia Tech Club, all right, if your team not being in the big game. Welcome to the club. Well, we're really, really glad you're here. Our prayer is these next two weeks set the foundation for your year. We come off a crazy Christmas season. Christmas Eve at North Star was wild. It was right, a little under 5,000 people here Christmas Eve. It was wild, crazy. Here we are, we start a new year. Anxiousness awaits us. And it may be our health, it may be our family, our marriage, our jobs, our kids, whatever it is, what we do with anxiousness and anxiety is the question, and that's what we're gonna talk about. So I want you to do me a favor. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. If you got your Bibles this morning, if you've got the North Star app, by far and away the easiest way to follow along, go to North Star Church, Georgia, in the App Store, and you can download that app. It's easy, it just makes it easy to follow along. You were given a little sermon note sheet. Today's a day you may wanna jot a few things down because just because we started the year in church, you may come every week, it may be brand new to you, just because you start the year in church does not do anything with what goes on around us. Today is about how we handle the events that go on around us that fuel fires within us that cause anxiety and cause anxiousness and cause worry and stress and fear and all the other things with it. So I wanna, I wanna paint a picture real quick. I think we have anxiousness and I think almost every author and scholar agrees we have peace. Anxiousness is a choice, peace is a person. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, Luke chapter 10. Would y'all stand with me in honor of reading God's word together, Luke chapter 10. Let me, let me set, the, set the stage of what's going on here. Uh, Jesus has just given the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second is like it, love your neighbors yourself. He's just done that. He's just told the parable of the Good Samaritan in the story, and then he goes to chill. He goes to the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. That was his safe space. He and his disciples are going there. They're going there to hang out. And we know that Bethany's about two miles from Jerusalem. And what was meant to be a chill out hangout event turns into quite a lesson. Here we go. Luke chapter 10 Verse 38, if at any point I'm saying something you're not reading, just look up because I'm, I, 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 y'all had a week without me, all right? So let's talk a little bit, here we go. Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village 
where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. So this is Martha's house. You're in Martha's territory. It's a very important part of the story, all right? Because Martha becomes a major figure in the story. So we know this, though. Her heart was right because she welcomed Jesus to her home. Is inviting Jesus to your house a good thing or a bad thing? Which one? It's a good thing, right? Very good thing. Verse 39. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. So we got Martha, homeowner, Sister Mary event at the event as well, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Is sitting at the feet of Jesus a good thing or a bad thing? Not to Martha. All right, you can keep reading the story here real quick. Verse 40. But Martha, she was distracted. This is such a great line. She was distracted by the what kind of dinner? The big dinner. So Martha is putting on, listen, we've all had company over and we're throwing junk in our closets and under couches and all that stuff. Jesus is coming over to Martha's house and she's doing all the stinking work and Mary, her sister, oh, sweet Mary. Mary probably never got in trouble growing up and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Look at what's, Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing and she came to Jesus, this is one you're talking about. Is the Bible really real? Look at what she says. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister, listen to what she says, just sits here? You hear it? My sister, my lovely doting sister just sits here while I do all the what? I, honest to goodness, think that Martha thought Jesus was gonna go, Martha, you know you're right. Your sister's a lazy bum, all right? And so I don't know what was going through Martha's brain. I think she thought that. But look at Jesus' response, because it's the context of our morning. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, or some versions say, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary's discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. We live in a world where there's anxiousness and peace, and we live in the tension of in-between, and that's what we're gonna talk about this morning. Right where you're standing, would you tell the Lord which of those you want in 2024, anxiousness or peace? Would you tell him? Would you tell him, Lord, of the two ladies in the story, I wanna be like, tell him. Father, we hit pause beginning of our year and we ask that you do a work in us and through us and on us. And Father, we pray this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Before you're seated, turn around and find two or three people around you. Welcome to North Star, would you? <laughs> so, how many of you, how many of you said in 2024, I am praying that I become more anxious. Anybody in here do that real quick? I can't see you online, but no. How many of y'all said in 2024, I want to be more at peace? Raise your hand, all right? How many of you said, I wanna be more like Martha? I want Martha to be my prototype. How many of y'all said, I wanna be more like Mary in 2024? How many of y'all by Wednesday will be Martha? All right, how many of y'all, <laughs> do it real quick. So. Let me, let me just say this, it'll set the tone. I was raised by Martha. My mother was a Martha. Not all the time, but when big events were happening at our house, you were in trouble for something before you got out of bed in the morning. You know what I'm talking about? You ever had one of those? I mean, the, she was just so, she wanted everything to be perfect. And I would come down and I'm like, I didn't even have time to do anything wrong yet. And I'm already in trouble. I don't know what I've done. So I get the whole Martha thing. I understand it. In this story, we see these two competing options. And they're competing because they're all ways around us. So think about this. Going to church does not make you immune from feeling anxiety or anxiousness. It doesn't. Going to church doesn't relieve the issues and stuff we've got to deal with in life. If that were the case, then Martha would be fine because she was in the same room with Jesus, but yet she didn't feel any of the peace of Jesus. Does that make sense to everybody? What was it that Martha was feeling that caused this anxiety to begin to come out of her mouth, basically? What was it? Three things, and we're gonna unpack them real quick. Number one, distractions. Martha was distracted. Listen, listen to what Luke writes in verse 40. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Martha was so busy preparing the dinner she missed the one she was preparing the dinner for. Isn't it interesting how anxiety can cause us to miss the moments we've wanted? Isn't it funny how anxiety can cause us to lose focus and miss what's going on right in front of us? It's distractions. And listen, preparing a dinner was a good thing. Preparing your dinner was not a bad thing. But good things can become a rival to the best things and we can miss the best things because of good things that become distractions. And think about then, Martha just had the event. Martha didn't have her phone going off. Martha didn't have her calendar popping up. Didn't happen. So what are, what are distractions for us? I want you to write down a couple or thumb them in your phone. Hurry, hurry's a distraction. We never can settle in where we are because we're trying to get somewhere else. We, we hurry. Part of that is our schedule is overloaded. 
overcrowded, not enough margin. We feel all the overs, right? This overload, this overcommit. Maybe for you, you overspend and you're trying to, you got more month than you do money and you're trying to figure out that whole dynamic there. Martha was distracted. We, we carry in our pockets a, a phone. Phone's a wonderful thing. Phone's not a bad thing. I remember flying in from college back before. How many of y'all remember growing up as a young adult before there were cell phones? Raise your hand, right? So a lot of you guys. I remember flying in, my flight got delayed in Charlotte, which is just part of flying in from Lynchburg. And so my flight got delayed in Charlotte. My parents have left to go to the airport. Well, I had no way of getting in touch with them. There were no cell phones, right? So cell phones are a great thing to be able to call, hey, mom and dad, my flight's delayed. Not gonna, they'd already left the house. I'm stuck. I got to pay. I got to use a pay phone in Charlotte. You had like a 400-digit MCI calling card. I had to, to put it on the phone to get to my parents, right? Well, I mean, I couldn't get in touch with them. So phones are a great thing. But yes or no, can phones be distractions? How many of y'all have ever seen another family sitting at a dinner together and everybody in the family's looking at their phone and they're not talking. Raise your hand. How many of y'all didn't see them because you were looking at your phone, all right? And so you know what I'm talking about. So distractions, right? Happens to all of us. We're like, look at those people on their phone. Look at them, you know, so, I mean, we do that all the time. Distractions. Martha was distracted from the one she was preparing dinner for. In her best efforts, she was missing the moment. It, what's so interesting is Jesus doesn't blast Martha. He just says, Martha, Martha. Those distractions. Number two, it's comparisons. Comparisons. I love how she, uh, Luke captures it so well. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, <laughs> this is so good. You've never heard this in your house before. Lord, doesn't it seem, what's the next word? Jesus. Let's just, let's just get to the skinny. I'm doing all the stinking work while my sister just sits there. That's basically what she's saying. Mary gets on my last nerve because I'm trying to prepare dinner for you and your disciples and they're hungry and Simon Peter's ornery and I'm trying to get him his favorite dish, right? He wants sausage balls and I'm trying to get him up sausage balls, but he's not, I'm not getting any help from my sister. I'm comparing her to me. That's what Martha's saying. Me work, sister sit. <laughs> Me do, sister do nothing, right? And so that's basically what she's saying. Just comparing. Paul David Tripp, he wrote this. He said, when we compare, and I want you to listen to what he said, we become self-focused and we compare our piles of stuff to other piles of stuff. And here's what it leads to. Listen to me discontentment and envy. That's what comes from comparison. And we do it. 
We look at other people's kids and go, well, if my kids were like that. We look at other people's marriage and go, if my marriage was like that. We look at other people's vacations and say, I mean, we're sitting at the Best Western and they're down at some stinking resort somewhere and it's just this comparison game and it causes this discontentment and we miss it. We look at people's, I remember growing up, I didn't know what anybody got for Christmas. Other than they live behind me, I didn't know what anybody got. Now, before you get out of bed, you already see what everybody else got, right? It's already posted online. And I look and you got like this cool thing and I go through my stocking stuffers and I've got a key finder, which means you're old and stupid, all right? It's a, a key finder. And I hate to admit this, but there's a light so I can find the toilet at night, all right? And so, I mean, this is... It's true, it's in my stocking stuff. Ann's like, that was a great stocking stuff. I'm like, I know, but it makes me feel really old, all right? And so, but it's comparisons. It's comparisons. Jesus, he knew this. And that's why he tells Martha, you're missing it. Dallas Willard said this, anything that can be done in anxiety can be done in peace. The dinner was not the problem. Martha's heart was the problem. The dinner just happened to be the dinner. Let me just tell you something. The next morning, Martha was anxious about something else. The dinner was not the issue. The dinner was just the symptom. But there was something going on. Mary was at peace. Martha was anxious. And Jesus says, Martha, you're missing it. Sometimes it's comparison and sometimes, number three, it's quick fixes. We just, we just want a quick fix. I wanna, I'm sitting in this room today and I'm like, okay, okay, all right. 2024, I'm anxious, I'm overload, I, I need a quick fix. So here's Martha's version of a quick fix. They're gonna pop up the verse. Tell Mary to come and help me. That was her quick fix. Tell Mary, I'll feel better if everybody else gets to hear you, but Mary helps me. Yes or no question. Would Martha have found something else to be anxious over? Yes or no? Yes. Quick fixes don't fix. It was Mary's posture that Jesus is trying to drive Martha towards. Back during that time when you would hear a rabbi teach, you would sit and you would listen to the rabbi. Martha was so busy doing, everybody look at me, she missed being with Jesus. I'm gonna tell you something. Coming to church is a great thing. I'm really glad you came but it's not gonna fix Monday afternoon at three o'clock when a tough phone call comes in and anxiety begins to come up. John Deloney, uh, he's a Ramsey personality. <clears throat> he's a psychologist. He wrote a book called The Non-Anxious Life. Just had him on my podcast. And Dr. Deloney said this. He said, anxiety is like the smoke alarm that goes off. All it's doing is telling you there's smoke. 
The smoke alarm is not the problem. Now, when it goes off at 2 a.m. for no reason because the battery's low, that's a problem. But knocking the battery out doesn't fix the smoke. Martha had smoke coming up, and it wasn't the dinner. Here's the crazy part. Jesus could feed 5,000 on a hillside, 5,000 men, women and children. They said there's probably 15,000 people there. Do you think Jesus could have helped Martha with dinner for 12? Isn't it funny she never invited Jesus into the story? She just wanted her sister to come and help. Everybody look at me. Discontentment. Comparisons. Quick fixes. Don't change your heart. Here's the bottom line. Ready? I want you to pin this in. It's where we're gonna sit for a second. Peace in our lives begins and ends with Jesus. We don't do settled well. Half the junk, I feel the exact same way. Half the things I face in life, right, are just stuff I did to myself. Then there's the things that come my way I don't have any control over. Peace begins and ends with Jesus. We just come off Christmas season. One of the monikers from Isaiah of Jesus is he's the prince of what? And if we're a believer, we say he lives in our heart, but yet we're ruled by anxiety, but not peace. Isn't that funny? So the Prince of Peace rules in me, but I'm as anxious as the guy next door who doesn't even go to church. How's that work? It begins and ends with Jesus. Jesus looks at Martha and he said, Martha, Mary, has chosen what's best and it won't be taken away from her. I'm telling you, I believe we can live a hurried, packed out life with an unhurried soul if we can figure out how to let him rule our lives. Or everybody look at me. He's got you. Take a big old deep breath. He had the dinner. He's got you. Jesus' very first sermon was the Sermon on the Mount. And at the end of it, he, he says this. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own. Look at the, see, he names two things. The birds of the air, the flowers of the field. I remember during the pandemic, man, I'm never like, we're in and out. We're like turnstile, just moving and going and something's always happening. And the pandemic hit and we're home. And I remember the birds were building a nest on our fan 
on the back porch. I'm like, I'm gonna go blow that nest off. And Ann's like, no, we're gonna watch. So literally every day we watch that nest. We watch the little eggs, we get up there and peek. And then we saw when the birds were hatched and we watched that mom and dad bird sit on our little light line out there and they'd fly up and they would check and they would watch their little babies try to fly off. And Ann's like, ooh, I wanna go help them so bad, all right? And so, because we were watching birds, I remember telling the kids, you're like, Dude, y'all are really old. You might need a light for your toilet, all right? And so, I mean, that's basically what was happening. But it was amazing. If God took care of them, he takes care of us. He doesn't need you to do. He needs you to be. The posture of your heart changes everything. My resolve in 2024 is lean into him every day. I don't want to start my day, I love you, seeing what you did last night or where you ate. I want to start my day leaning into him. I wear this little bracelet, bracelet, lock eyes with Jesus. I want to lock eyes with him every morning and lean into him. Maybe you're here, you go, Mike, I don't have a faith. I've never been in church a day in my life. I'm gonna tell you something. He can change everything if you let him. Would you pray with me? In the quietness of this moment, would you just talk to the Lord? Would you invite him into your space? You still have a nine and a 10.30 and a 11.30 and a lunch appointment tomorrow and picking the kids up tomorrow afternoon. That didn't, that didn't change. But your soul can change. The posture of your soul can change. Maybe you're in the room today and you say, Mike, I am one of those that just doesn't know Jesus and this is all new to me. But I want what he gave me. I want peace. We get peace from God when we're at peace with God. Maybe today you just say, man, I need to ask him in my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Today, would you just call out to him? Would you? I ask you in today. Maybe you know him and you say, Mike, I don't want to miss the best things. Father, thanks for meeting with us. Thanks for journeying with us. Thanks for being so patient with us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.